0: All right, Sales Hustlers, welcome to another episode. I've got a great guest and we have an awesome topic for all the Sales Hustlers today. I'm going to be speaking with Jordan Benjamin. He's the Principal Founder Man- uh, Manager over at MyCoreOS. Uh, he's very passionate about mental health, mindfulness for sales, evangelists, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Jordan, welcome to Sales Hustle.
1: Excited to be here
0: yeah, awesome man. we were just having a lot of fun. We've gotten to know each other uh, quite a bit recently here. Uh, and before we jump in, you know we're going to talk about you know selling mindset, mindfulness, why it's important to sellers, things that you love talking about. But before we jump into those things there, just give us the short version of your sales story.
1: Yeah, I stumbled into sales uh, after working retail at Lululemon, uh, out of college, had a business degree. And from there, got into startup world, uh, did the BDR, 100 dials a day, marking them down on a you know notepad, maybe being successful once out of those 100 times. <laughs> startup failed, went to another one, got laid off again twice within about six months. Uh, Jumped over to HubSpot before they went public and have been coaching their agency partners on on how they grow their businesses and selling quite a bit uh, for quite a few years now uh, before I I really kind of realized there was a a huge opportunity and gap in my sales training uh, that was all about the tactic. All of my managers, all my leaders said, hey, dial the phone more. And never got into the core motivation of well, why am I not dialing the phone more? What am I afraid to fail on? Mm. So that led me to start my Core OS and my Peak Performance Selling podcast to ultimately help sellers think about the attitude, the mindset, uh, the mental health that needs to be sustained to really be buoyant and sustain a, a long-term career in sales as a sales professional.
0: Yeah. Wow. All right. So thanks so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into a couple of things there. Um, Lululemon, huh? Not a bad gig.
1: It was fantastic. I was in Boulder. But one of the cool things that I never realized till I reflected on it is they had us actually write out our one, three, five year goals and post them up inside of the store early on. So not only did that get me into a bunch of free yoga classes, uh, it was just a fantastic place to work and got me a bunch of bunch of clothes that uh, are just normally obscenely expensive that were only mildly expensive for me as an employee.
0: Yeah, yeah, but the interesting thing there, right, is 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 that experience. You're not selling yoga pants, right? You're selling people feeling good about themselves, right? Cuz they feel good when they wear those types of clothes that make them look fantastic.
1: Yeah, we we were actually called educators versus, mm. you know, associates or sales reps and they also, you know, used language really intentionally. That got me into this concept of neuro-linguistic programming and our goals. It wasn't a due date or internal items. It was a by when date opposed to having a deadline with like, oh, dead, like that's kind of scary and intimidating. So they really set an early foundation in me to really think about how I approach the world quite a bit differently that I didn't really realize at the time, but is totally stuck in how I approach the world now. And what's really helped me be pretty successful in a lot of the roles that I've gone into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then you started out in, in BDR, SDR roles and, and, and sounded like you weren't having a lot of success writing down the little, you know, I, I would imagine they had some fancier tech than chicken scratch on a, on a, on a notepad for uh, <laughs> seeing you, how many dials you did today. You, but, think so. uh,
1: <laughs> you think so. And we were, you know, we were a venture back company uh, by Google Ventures, but you know, everybody's selling this kind of unique model of pay per click marketing. We're like, oh, yeah, we're Prada. People are like, you're Prada? Yeah, please. Like Google, invent- you're Google? Yeah, we're Google. Please just take my phone call. Uh, it was, yeah. you know, startup life with zero brand recognition, mm. uh, a, a kind of highly competitive space when you talk about pay per click marketing uh, it is something that a lot of people, get calls for every day saying, hey, we can do it better and cheaper for you. So there was a lot of competition going into it, and we did have a really unique model. We got that company up to about 100 employees, but then it went down to about 10 and has since folded uh, from from that Mm. perspective. But it was great learning experience, so much fun, a lot of opportunity to grow and learn in the SDR role and the account executive role there. Closing, you know, pretty good sized deals. Working with companies large and small was a, a really fun learning opportunity, where we didn't have a lot of structure or anything of the sort. It was a blast.
0: All right. Well, so so tell me, like, when did you get so passionate about mindfulness and 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 you know why mindset is is so essential to 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 sellers?
1: Yeah. So I got into meditation and yoga. My freshman year of college, I had a girlfriend that was like, you got to come try this yoga thing. And I was a mm-hmm. athletic guy who was like, that's definitely not for me. That's yeah. like, no, oh, it's too soft. I'm not into it. And at I the think that's,
0: the- I think most guys feel that same way. They're like, it's super common. Nah. It's, yeah, super we're pretty stubborn though, too.
1: Oh my god, Absolutely. I, I, she'd been pressing me to go to yoga for years. And finally I came back after spending a little time in California for college and yeah, like, all right, maybe I'll try this thing. And the end of that class, I laid down in the final Shavasana pose and just felt an energy coursing through my body that I'd never felt, that I'd never touched before that gave me this first insight of maybe there's more than I've been taught in school about Mm. what's possible. And I had a friend also that freshman year of college that shared some different meditation CDs with me that got me to a point of feeling my brain operating in a different way than I'd ever felt it operate, feeling or even not feeling my body. And so I just got on this path early on in in my freshman year of college that opened my mind to what more could there be than the answers in the textbook in school. And then as I got into sales, I'd continued on with that meditation practice. I'd gone to this conference called Wisdom 2.0 a bunch of years where there were a lot of leaders from LinkedIn and Google and major, major tech companies talking about how do they bring mindfulness into business and leadership. And then some of these major meditation practitioners like Jack Kornfeld, Sharon Salzberg, Mm. Jon Kabat-Zinn that all started talking about how so many leaders in tech companies, especially, that they'd been working with in San Francisco and around the world actually practice mindfulness and use that as a way to balance their stress and use that as a way as a leader to help their team show up and move away from trying to juggle work and life all the time to actually bring harmony or integration between the two so it doesn't just have to be this balancing act. And so that's really been a 12, 13 year journey for me into really seeing a lot of sellers struggle mentally. A yeah. lot of sellers struggle with that concept of buoyancy that Daniel Pink talks about, bouncing back from getting told no, from coming off of your worst sales month ever and really questioning if yeah. you can actually come back and do it again. So that's what's led me at HubSpot as a, a yoga teacher, as a mindfulness practitioner, leading different meditations, doing goal setting workshops. I've done so much around my own personal development in Seth Godin's Alt MBA, talking about how the school system is broken uh, and really needing to see these foundational learnings that most of us don't get in school around how do we operate at our best and how do we actually understand ourselves first so we can show up for ourselves and show up for others and really create our own best personal operating system intentionally versus the hamster wheel that most of us were kind of conditioned to run on in, in our school system, at least here in the United States
0: man, there's so many good things in there. Like, I know I'm going to miss some of the nuggets. So I apologize in advance to all of the sales hustlers because I just, I mean, all of those, you know, we were talking before, I think we got on this mindfulness, you know, meditation, you know, journey, somewhat around the same time. And all those people that you mentioned are people that I have a ton of respect for and and follow. And um, and so uh, I'm just curious now um, to try to tie this in. Right, is 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 because I know that a lot and and like you said, you know, a lot of sellers have this stress and you know, bouncing back from a bad month or or even just the the opposite of of having a great month and then starting back at zero, right? Um and and, and these emotional ups and downs and stress and pressure um that are still in a lot of sales environments and culture, um that makes sales really hard. And 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 you talked about integration. Right. So integrating people, so many people view their personal and their professional life as these separate silos, right? Or, or and, and, and integration is what really needs to happen. And, you know, when you take better care of yourself personally, whatever that looks like, you know, sleeping well, eating healthy, yoga, exercise, meditation, you exceed professionally in a way that you didn't think is possible. So there's so many good things in there. Uh, I, I know I missed some of them, but I want to ask this question to you. What have you seen either for yourself or for people that you've worked with that have started to adopt some of these you know, things that we're talking about by investing in themselves personally, and how has it helped them professionally?
1: Yeah. So some of the folks that I work with, one of the the first exercises we like to do is really working to understand what are the key areas that they value in their life? What are mm-hmm. the areas that are most important to them? Because we all have different things that we value at different times, you know, and, and really setting the tone of understanding that that may change for us next week, next month, next year, as things evolve. You know, as COVID has come up, a lot of people have had to reevaluate what do they value? You know, maybe they valued going out to the bars or going to live music, which I still love and miss completely. Granted, I'm really pumped. I just bought some tickets to go see some shows. Uh, but we've had to really evaluate, like, what are those key things in our life? You know, I think most people, as you go through a school system, you think about, okay, I need a job. I need the house with the white picket fence and all of these areas that we haven't really taken time to sit back and say, well, what is really important to me? Maybe it's family. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's my career and mm-hmm. understanding where are those things? Like, where do I actually stand today? Because so many of us, if we're going to drive a new place, we're going to open up Google Maps. It's going to say, yeah, here's where my location is today. And here's where I want to go. But most mm-hmm. of us don't live our lives that way. And so we mm-hmm. really work to evaluate and understand where am I at in my life today? How am I doing? How do I actually maybe quantify that one to 10 scale? And then how do I start? Seeing, well, where is it that I want to go from here? So that's one of the exercises that I love to do. But the first thing that, as I run different new hire trainings and work with folks, is understanding do we have a growth mindset? And do folks understand mm. that you can grow and develop? You know, again, you hear me beat up our traditional school system, which I think is just so outdated in how it trains us to be our best versions of ourselves as humans. Because technology and computers are fantastic, but we are not computers, we are not infinite scalable machines, but we can interact and interface with those things really well. So once we can understand that we can grow, we can develop, that just because we got an F on some test in high school doesn't mean that we're always gonna be a failure at whatever that subject is, because we have the ability to use our brain power to put in time and effort. So I love working with folks on first getting into Carol Dweck's growth mindset, and then Mm -hmm. from there moving into, okay, how do we understand where do we want to grow? Where do we find that richness in our lives? And then we can start to align our career, our financial priorities, our family, and all those other areas of life that are, are really important to a whole life as we show up uh, in a really rich life.
0: Mm, yeah. So a couple of things there. I, I love, um, love that you brought up growth mindset, right? So And I love that you said too. Is that you know, knowing like where do you want to go? That's 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 great. And a lot of people maybe can figure that part out, right? But then you mentioned like it changes, things come up, and it changes. And I think so many leaders sometimes don't do that constant check in, like, hey, is this still the runway, right? Or even just individually, this is where I said I want to go, and then I'm still just. Trucking along on that hamster wheel or on that treadmill, trying to get there, trying to get there. And I haven't even really checked in with myself to figure out like, Hey, wait a minute, wait a second. Is that where I still want to go? Oh no, these things have changed. That's no longer as important to me as I maybe thought it was, or I actually prefer to go somewhere else. Maybe, um, Totally. And so being, you know, being intentional and and, and being mindful and, and having a practice where you have that relationship with yourself to be able to check in and, and, and be in touch with like eh, that felt great six months ago, not so great now um, and, and be able to change the course. Right. So Absolutely. so I think that's a really important piece. And, and then you mentioned, you know, uh, you you gave a great example there of getting an F on a test and then feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a failure forever. And with a growth mindset, you're like, oh, okay. I got an F. This is fantastic. I know the things that I now need to work on. This is great. I'm now aware of the things that I can be better at, that I need to work on, that I need. And, and even more so, do I care to be better at those things? You Maybe not. to
1: work on it. You know, And that's the part where I think the mindfulness is so powerful of being able to just sit with yourself or walk or whatever that may be to get in touch with yourself and say, well, what are the thoughts coming up? How do I check in with myself to say, does this feel right for me now or not? And just giving yourself some quiet time and space to process, I think is so powerful because the technology that we have, buzzing, dinging, giving us alerts, everything is fighting for our mm. attention, aside from yes. ourselves. And so if we can find, even maybe it's one minute, five or six deep breaths to just slow down and see how am I feeling today? What what feels good for me here? You know, Does this feel right? It gives us this power to really step into our own best version of ourselves that, again, I never got in school or, or really in many other places until I started mm-hmm. dealing with my own stress or anxiety and started searching it out on my own.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, maybe people are looking for like, you know, an experience like you had on the yoga mat where you're like, wow, this is what I've been missing out on (laughs) to really understand like, okay, this is worth the energy Mm -hmm. that I'm gonna have to, you know, the energy output to get these sort of results. Cause it also can like feel like a lot of work if you're not getting, you know, the experiences that maybe you're hoping for, but then going into it with an expectation, um, can, can make it not a successful activity as well. So it's really important to like go into it with an open mind and you're not going to sit for five minutes and, and feel fantastic and stress-free and be Mr. Z- or Mrs. Zen. Like, it just doesn't work like that. It's, it's a constant practice. Sometimes you're good at it. Sometimes you're not,
1: um, the practice,
0: yeah. It's like, that
1: it is not every day is going to be fantastic. That's what I got. That's what I learned in my yoga teacher training classes was it's a practice. And it's not about what the person next to you is doing. It's about what what's good for you. And I, I think that was where I started thinking about sales in my entire life is this concept of a practice versus a perfect. And mm. you know, folks that I've talked to, I uh, love the mantra progress over perfection. And how do you know you're, you're moving forward every day? How do you realize, oh, I'm getting some imposter syndrome, which means, oh, great, I'm actually pushing myself and challenging myself to get into that growth mindset. And anytime it's chattering in the background, uh, it's a good thing to know that you're challenging yourself, but taking that deep breath, being able to just touch it, touch base with yourself and check in is where now all of a sudden you create that space to move away from this fight or flight mentality that served us all. That's why we're alive. It's kept us alive mm-hmm. for tens of thousands of years, but in today's technological age, like that doesn't necessarily serve us the vast majority of the time in the decisions we have to make, especially as sellers, sales leaders, managers. uh, It's not life or death if we take 30 seconds to take a deep breath or two before I move into my next one-on-one or before I move into that next call, where yet we're always trying to slam things back, to back, to back, to back, to back. And we find through neuroscience, through all sorts of different studies and fMRI that our brain doesn't perform that well after about 80 to 90 minutes of focus. And Mm -hmm. so what do we do to actually create those systems that make it easy for us to operate at our best and to sustain it? Because I don't think anybody in sales just wants to have one good quarter or one good year. It's something that we wanna be able to do for a long time uh, and grow as our careers continue to develop and we learn new skills.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I love the, the point you made there, right? Is, is like, if you're feeling a certain way, having the ability to check in yourself and that's kind of the big, that's, that's the thing here, right? Is by having a practice, then you can start to change your relationship with these things that come up a little bit. Yeah. Your mind's going to become a little quieter, but it's not going to shut up. It's not going to shut up. It's not going to turn off. It's not going to be like, Oh, I meditated today. Everything is fantastic. And, and yeah. And it doesn't even have to be like a you know you can be mindful in a lot of things and i think that's a, com- a a very common misconception is like you know uh mindfulness is is meditation and that's it right or like th- like in yoga people think like oh i'm doing yoga when i'm on my mat well what are you doing and how are you practicing off your mat right so mindfulness is a lifestyle right and you can be you can mindfully eat you can mindfully walk you can mindfully cold call. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you can apply it to anything if you're just being very intentional about that activity and, and not, you know, being distracted by, you know, the thousands of notifications from Slack and LinkedIn and anything else that you might have on in your computer.
1: Yes. It's that's one of the things that so many people come to me and think, I can't turn my mind off, so I can't meditate. And that Mm. is the actual practice. That is the actual workout of finding that space in the breath of walking up to the door handle and being fully present in the moment to twist the knob, to do your pre-call research, looking at somebody's LinkedIn profile, to take a minute to say, I'm gonna shut off my notifications and fully show up in my one-on-one with my rep or my team. Those Mm. are the ways that we can bring this into our life that again, are are not conditioned in us in most of the ways that we operate. You know, you think about looking at young kids today that are already so distracted with technology and it's amazing what they can do with it, but it also shows you this programming that's in our minds and in our brain of, great, I'm always looking at 500 different things. Even young kids seeing their parents today, constantly on their phones, distracted, driving, whatever it might be, focusing on so many different things. Cal Newport talks about deep work and I just got a chance to listen to him speak and there's so much evidence behind if we can really show up fully and present in each moment, we're going to be happier and we're going to do better at whatever task that is that we work on. And so for me, I think that is where this concept of mindfulness, yes, you get a great practice by taking a sit for five, 10, 20 minutes, whatever feels good for you, but then taking that off of the mat, the bench, the cushion is really where that comes in to help you have this much more fulfilling, robust, and rich life that goes beyond just, oh well, I can only meditate when I'm sitting on the cushion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gives you this this level of awareness where you can be more present in any activity and be more aware when things crop up, right? So I think that there's there's so many benefits. I mean we can talk on and on and on forever, right? But like the bottom line is 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 sales is a really stressful role, right? And, and and mindfulness is is proven, you know, in tons of different studies, right? That 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 a that a consistent practice is going to really help decrease anxiety, you know, and, and negative, um, you know, talk um and, and really just, you know, have a more uh, emotional balance. Right. I mean, and and there's probably a lot more benefits that you could add to, but where can a seller like get started if they're like, Oh, this all sounds great, but it also sounds overwhelming. And, and I'm not sure where to start. How do I take some action?
1: Yeah, there are a ton of fantastic different apps you can check out. Uh, I'm a a big fan. I'm a big fan of the uh, insight timer app. It's free. You can find different talks from different folks. Uh, anything along the lines there, uh, 10% happier. I know we were touching on that That you're a big fan yeah. of. I also am starting to run some different meditation sessions uh, for sellers for totally free. Uh, anybody that wants to check them out, find me on LinkedIn uh, or send me a DM and happy to share when I'm running the next session. And there are endless amounts of books, YouTube talks, Google it, you're gonna find something. But the simplest thing that I tell folks to do is just see if you can Sit and take six deep breaths, in and out, not focus on anything else. And it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Maybe you go longer, maybe you go shorter. But the best part about mindfulness and practicing it is the second you notice your mind has wandered off, which it's going to, is -hmm. you just simply begin again. And that's the practice and that's the beauty of it. It doesn't have to be a 10-day retreat, going living with monks somewhere around the world. It can be just this really simple just notice the inhale and the exhale that typically happens subconsciously for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those are all great. One of my favorite guided meditations on the 10% Happier app is it's like a three-minute meditation, and it's by Dan Harris himself. And it's proof that I don't suck at meditation <laughs> or something like that. I think that's what it's called. Um, and it's just such a simple Uh, example of like, Hey, anybody can do this. And this is like a really comfortable place to start. Um, So I love this, you know, Jordan, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, Really, really appreciate it. Love this topic. Uh, Where can people find out more and follow you and, and see what you're up to?
1: Yeah. The best place is to check out the peak performance selling podcast. I am interviewing all sorts of different sellers, sales leaders on the mental side of sales. How do they think about it? What do they focus on? How do we help support more DE&I and belonging in sales as well, which I think actually being a little bit more mindful is a
0: huge,
1: huge help to helping us build a much more diverse, inclusive, and supportive environment in sales. So check me out, Peak Performance Selling Podcast, wherever you get it. Uh, Today, you'll, you'll find us on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you want it.
0: Awesome. And we'll share the link there, Sales Hustlers, to, uh, to Jordan's show so you can check it out. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please, please write us a review, share the show with your friends. And as always, we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.